Hello, and welcome to the New Hope Church Podcast. Whether you are a member of our church family, either in person or online, or just checking us out for the first time, we believe that you belong here at New Hope Church, and we hope that this message speaks to you today. Don't forget to check us out online at newhopechurch.tv, and we'd love to connect with you on social media at New Hope Church TV. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Everybody at our 288 campus, our Friendswood campus, our Alvin campus, our Webster campus, and everybody who's joining us in our online campus, welcome to 2022. How's it going so far? Pretty good? Pretty good? Pretty good? A little cold? Uh, but I'm glad that you're in church today. And uh, a new year is always a new chance for a, for a new start and a new opportunity to win some battles that maybe we have lost in previous years. And that's what we're talking about in this short two-week series. And we'll get into that in just a moment. Uh, first, if they did not announce this at your campus, next week we're beginning a new series that uh, I'm calling perhaps today, and if you've been with us for some time at our church, like a decade maybe at our church, then you know that perhaps today is code for Jesus's return. And we're going to spend just a few weeks talking about what the Bible says about the end of days, about the signs of the times, and about Jesus's return, not because I'm trying to scare you. I don't want you to be afraid. Just the opposite is true. I want you to be filled with joyful anticipation that it could be any time when Jesus comes back. I'm going to show you that in scripture. And while I am neither stupid enough nor smart enough to predict a date, Jesus did say, you can look at the sky and kind of tell what the weather's going to be. And you can look at the, you can look at the times and tell what season it is, what, what season of the earth we're in. And so we're going to do that. We're going to kind of look at the signs and, and talk about that over the next few weeks. So join me next week for uh, the beginning of this, perhaps today, and let's be ready for his return. Now, let's do this. Let's finish this short series that we started all the way back in 2021. One week ago, uh, the series is called Winning the Battle in You, and I, I want to take a moment and review what we covered last week only because what we are going to talk about today builds on what we've already talked about last week. So if you missed last week online, this review will help you to catch up. If you were with us online last week, this is going to help you put it all together. Last Sunday, we spent some time talking about the fact that God wants us to guard our hearts there are things that you and I should not let into our hearts. And at the risk of sounding a little preachy, is it okay if the pastor is a little preachy? At the risk of sounding just a little bit preachy, if, if we're going to guard our hearts, then what this means is, is that there are some things that, that we should avoid. Like there's some music that we should not listen to. There are some sites on the internet that we probably shouldn't visit. There are some people on social media that we probably shouldn't follow because if you're a follower of Christ, you just can't open up your heart to a constant flow of junk and believe that that junk is not going to affect you. It does affect us. And now I know that we can't go live on the top of a mountain where we never see a TV and never... Uh, are able to get on the internet, that's unreasonable. 
But, uh, uh, and also Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, I, I think it's verse 11, it's not what goes into a person that makes that person unclean, it's what comes out of us that makes us unclean. But still, we can't allow ourselves to be pumped full of garbage and not expect it at some point to come back out, which is, which is why the Bible tells us, above all else, guard your heart for everything that you do flows from it. I read an article last week, perhaps, uh, singer-songwriter uh, Billie Eilish. And some of you are familiar with Billie Eilish. Um, she said that she started watching porn when she was 11 years old. She's, she's 19 years old now, but she started watching porn when she was 11 years old. She's not a Christ follower. But she said in that interview, she said, that it destroyed her brain. Watching porn destroyed her brain. She said that she can't think about relationships in the same way, that she can't think about being with someone in the same way because of what she allowed to get into her mind. And she's not a Christ follower, but she would, she would be the first to tell you, and I think she was telling a lot of people in that interview, you got to guard your heart. You've got to guard your mind. And as Christ followers, this isn't news to you. This isn't brand new for you to think about, but you have to guard your heart. And as a Christ follower, you have an advantage. You can sort of sense when something that you're allowing into your mind and into your heart isn't helpful. And um, when thoughts are leading you in a, in a direction that is the opposite of what God wants you to go and and for the Christ follower, that conviction is the Holy Spirit of Almighty God that's helping us to rightly discern when we, need to, when we need to put up the guard, when we need to guard our hearts, when we need to make a course correction. So we guard our hearts against those kinds of thoughts. And then something else that we covered last week that is equally important is we've got to monitor our hearts 24-7. We have to monitor our hearts. We have to be on the lookout for thoughts and attitudes that are not God-honoring. So first, we guard our hearts. We have that door up that uh, we're going to guard and we're careful what we let into our hearts, but also we're alert to the fact that there may be a thought that gets through those defenses or there may be a thought that shows up in our heart because of our sin nature. And those thoughts have to be dealt with. If we, if we allow them to stay, if we allow something that's contrary to what God desires for us to stay in our hearts, it puts us in danger because that thought can become a stronghold. And here's a definition of a stronghold. And this is straight out of Scripture, as you're going to see in just a moment. A stronghold is any thought or attitude that sets itself up against the truth of God. Any thought or attitude that we have in us that sets itself up against the truth of God. And so when a thought or attitude in my inner person is contrary to God's truth and it begins to take hold in my heart and in my mind, that, my friends, is a stronghold. And every single person deals with strongholds from time to time. And in fact, this may be a subject for another time, but I believe that there are geographical strongholds. And by that, I mean there are places where the majority of people in that area are being led astray by the same wrong thinking. They're believing the same lie, uh, whether that's a stronghold of, uh, uh, of sexual sin or uh, 
or racism or, or laziness or voodoo or whatever it is. Sometimes a lie that leads to sin is more prevalent in certain areas, but now you can blow away all those borders nowadays through social media. Social media, if you're, if you're following someone who's you know, spouting out lies, that lie can spread all across the globe and it has no borders whatsoever, but still, still, that doesn't mean that you and I have to fall for those lies, nor should you. Last week, we read 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we're going to read from there again. This time, we're going to go just a little bit deeper. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, if you're following along, we're going to begin at verse 4. It says, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. So this is different than weapons that you would think about nowadays. On the contrary, they have divine power to do what? To demolish strongholds. And then verse 5, this is verse 4 still, verse 5 is where we get the definition for strongholds. So uh, on the contrary, the weapons we use have the divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish, here's the stronghold that we're demolishing, arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So every argument that we might make, every thought or attitude that is in us that sets itself up against or is contrary to the knowledge of the truth of God and what he wants, those thoughts, those attitudes can become a stronghold in our heart. So what do we do? We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. So we're going to carefully guard our hearts and And if a thought comes into our heart and into our mind that is not pleasing to God, we're going to reject it. We're going to demolish it. And I don't know if you know this, but you have the ability to not think something. (laughs) Did you know that? You can can choose your thoughts. Like if you, you, I don't know if you've ever done this, if you're going along and all of a sudden you just start thinking something that is obviously not God-honoring, you can stop thinking that. You can replace it with something else. You take it captive and you show it the door. You make it obedient to Christ. And I'm going to show you an example of how to do this. And my hope, my hope is this, that when we do this today, that you're going to see how you can do it for yourself. And, and so if you have a, an incorrect thought or an attitude in your life that needs to be changed, that needs to be demolished, you can take it captive and you can make it obedient to Christ. And So I have a couple of these that I'm going to show you today, hoping that you kind of get in the flow of this and understand this. And I chose this one for obvious reasons today. Some folks have a stronghold of fear. Like, I'm just afraid. I'm just afraid all the time. Uh, Article this past week said over 50% of people in the United States are fearful of what 2022 will bring. We've got a lot of people in the room with us right now who might be dealing with this stronghold. Chances are there's folks right here who have this stronghold right now in your life. And I do believe that this, the, the percentage of people who are dealing with this has increased over the past couple of years. And you might ask the question, why has it increased? Well, because we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot over the past couple of years. But also, and I'm just going to say it, take it for what it's worth, every single day, Every single day, the news media shows up at our house and dumps a garbage load of bad news on our doorstep. 
And I said it on New Year's Eve, I'll say it again, fear sells. And so the news organizations make money by keeping us afraid. And so if there's a story out there that's going to make us afraid, they lead with that story because that gets them the views and that gets them the clicks, that keeps their revenue coming in. So the more fear-inducing stories they can lead with, the more they post them and play them. And you, I mean, you already know what the stories are. Inflation's going up. Uh, uh, global warming's going to kill us all. You know, I, I believe that till today. And uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, a new variant is coming. You know, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be worse than the last variant. And, and, and on and on. Asteroid. I said that one on Christmas Eve. Asteroid is coming. And since I read that story about the asteroid the size of Eiffel Tower having a close pass by the Earth, there's another one coming. Did you hear that? Another asteroid, if you didn't see that on uh, New Year's Eve when I talked about that, the asteroid, as big as the Eiffel Tower, a close call, it's going to come skim right past the earth. I click on the article, I read it, it's going to be 2.5 million miles away from the earth (laughs) and poses no threat whatsoever to us. But that's not what the lead of the article said, and it got me to click on it because I was afraid that I was going to get hit by an asteroid, and I'm just telling you. If you're prone to being fearful anyway, like if this is a stronghold in your life, we're living in difficult days. And I say that because we're constantly being bombarded with things that are supposed to make us afraid so that news organizations can sell more ads. That's what it comes down to. Something that has changed my life over the past, I've talked about this since since the pandemic began, is I don't watch the news. Look at, yeah. I want you to look at me. I'm still alive. (laughs) And I have a smile on my face. Now, I I read the news, but I read what I want to read when I want to read it, except for the asteroid thing. I got (laughs) snookered into that one right there. But I'm not saying live in denial. That's not what I'm saying here. I am saying... Take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That's what we're supposed to do. So how would we take then, if if fear is the stronghold that we're dealing with in our life right now, how would we take that fearful thought that has set itself up against the truth of God in our heart, how would we take that and make it obedient to Christ? What's so powerful about this, uh, about this word right here, captive, it literally means to take captive with some sort of a weapon, like a sword or a spear. We take something captive. But, the, but then it says in, in the same passage, the weapons we use are not weapons of this world. So what's he talking about here? I have it in my hand. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17 says, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So the Bible is our weapon, and God's Word says, every thought that comes into your mind, make it obedient to Christ. Take it captive. Make it obedient to Christ, and we do so with His Word, which is the truth of God. Same thing Jesus did when He was tempted. Three times in a row, Satan came to him, tempted him. This is after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Satan said, man, this, you get, you're hungry. I know you're hungry. You could, you could turn this, 
these stones into bread. You could have a little feast right here if you wanted to. And Jesus said, every, all three times when he got tempted, he started his reply with the same words. He said, it is written. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Satan took him up to the highest point on the temple and said, I heard if you jump off like this from, from right here, that uh, he will send his angels, God will send his angels and not let you be damaged whatsoever. And Jesus said, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Then he took him to the a high hill overlooking all the kingdoms of the world. He showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said, if you bow to me, game over. I'll give you everybody. You can have all the kingdoms of the world. And Jesus said, it is written, worship the Lord your God only. In other words, I'm not going to bow down to you. But all three times, all three times, Jesus began his reply with this. It is written. It is written. So when it comes to the strongholds in our life, how do we battle them? We use the sword of the Spirit and prayer. But we get out the sword of the Spirit and, and we find places where it is written. The truth is written about the situation that we're in. And in particular, when it comes to fear, let's get back to this. Those thoughts that keep us up at night or weigh us down during the day, we take those lies and we replace them with the truth of God and we make them obedient to Christ. Now, because I know a lot of people are dealing with this, I just felt like I should go a little further on this one today. And all of these verses, in fact, this whole listening guide is available on the digital listening guide, and you can get it by the QR code that's outside the door of your auditorium at your campus. But I got a lot of scriptures on here today that I'm not even going to share in the sermon. So if you want to get that before you leave, do so. But here we go. Do not fear. Stronghold is fear. So do not fear. Got some verses for you, okay? Isaiah 41. So do not fear. I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you in 2022. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Amen. Amen. Second Timothy 1, 7. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid in 2022. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. I'm adding 2022, by the way. <clears throat> be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you in 2022. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong in 2022. Psalm chapter 112, verse 7. The righteous have no fear of bad news. Talk about timely, right? The righteous have no fear of bad news in 2022. Their hearts are steadfast because they are doing what? They're trusting in the Lord. There's another one, Isaiah 12 too. God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid in 2022. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Here's another, Psalm 16, 8. I will, I will keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand. I 
will not be shaken in 2022. And then uh, Psalms chapter 27, verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold, uh, the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You want a better stronghold than fear? How about this? How about the Lord? Let him be your stronghold. Now, listen to me, all you who are a little fearful. Again, I am not saying live in denial. As Christians, we don't deny reality, but we don't live in fear either. Because we know the reality is this, that no matter what happens, God wins in the end. We know no matter what happens, that we know that he has a plan and that his plan is good. So fear can be a stronghold, and if that's yours, then take those fearful thoughts captive and make them obedient to the truth of God. Now, there are many other strongholds that uh, a person deals with, and I just want to roll through a couple more here. Uh, Maybe yours is this thought. I can't change. I can't change. And the, the reason I bring this one up is because it's a big stronghold for a lot of people. This is the way I am. This is the way I've always been. I'm not going to, I tried to change back in the 80s. <laughs> it, did, it didn't work out. This is, this is me. Take me or leave me, you know. And, and the person who believes this will not change. They are stuck. It's a stronghold. And this stronghold will keep a person from becoming the person that God created them to be. This, my friends, is a lie. Here's the truth. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Amen? Here's another one. I'm just an angry person. I'm just angry all the time. That's who I am. That's who my dad was. And my granddad was an angry person. We're just angry people. That's who we are. Actually, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, because anger does not produce the righteous life that God desires. So if this is an area of your life where you have a stronghold, then take that verse or one just like it, write it down, memorize it, If you have to, say it a hundred times a day under your breath and ask God to demolish the stronghold in your life so that you can live the kind of life that God desires. By the way, I put like 25 different strongholds on the online listing. God, we're not going to go through all of them today, obviously, but hopefully you're getting the point here. You take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and you do battle against the stronghold, against any thought or attitude that has set itself up against God's will for you. You take it captive. You demolish it. I've got one more that I just want to conclude with today. And uh, this hopefully will be an encouragement to you as we begin this new year, because I'm just going to tell you, God has more for you in 2022. God is not done with you. And you may feel done, God is not done with you. If you are alive, God is not done with you. And so as we begin this new year, here's one that maybe you have dealt with or are dealing with right now. Stronghold, I'm unworthy. This is a stronghold that can keep people ineffective if you let it take hold. This is one that I have dealt with and still do at times. 
I, uh, I remember very early on in our church's existence, and for those of you who don't know the story, uh, just real quick, our church, when we started, we ran 75 people for the first six years. 75 people for the first six years, and, and uh, it was a struggle. There was a struggle in all kinds of ways, and when I say 75, that was a good day. That's how pastors count. So there were, there were many days when there was like 30-something people at church, and you guys remember this back in the day. So very, very difficult difficult times and making ends meet and all of that. And, and, uh, and I remember there was a guy in the church who helped me out a lot and he, I could bounce things off of. And he was great. He was great. I'm not taking anything away from him. But I remember one time we were planning something and we were trying to get some folks to come to church. And, and so we made these plans. And then at the end of it, he said this, he said, you know, he said, if this doesn't work, maybe it's time that we call it quits and you go do something else. And he didn't mean it in a bad way. He was just being very pragmatic. But I will tell you something. That landed. You understand what I mean by that? That landed in my heart. And um, someone else during that same time period said this. They said that I was a nice guy. You're a nice guy. You're just not a good pastor. And it, again, it landed. And, uh, and then... We finally, uh, the, the, the school that we were meeting in, <clears throat> they had a time limit for us. We were <laughs> years past the time limit of getting out of the school. And so they were telling us we had to get out. And uh, so we went to the bank to try to get a loan to buy some money and build a 10,000 square foot metal building, which would seat about 350 people. And uh, went to the bank and... Uh, and, and if you've heard the story, the conference table was this, like, long this way, and our people sat on this side. There's four, four of us on this side of the table. There's three bankers on that side of the table. <clears throat> we presented them with all that we had. And I even unrolled a big document that had the land that we were hoping to buy with our square building on it, where the driveway might be in the parking lot, and... So we had this discussion over that drawing and over our financials, and they, at the end of that short meeting, they just said this. They said, and I have, I harbor no ill feelings about the bankers, just so you know this, okay? They were just doing their job. And we actually became good friends after this. But uh, they basically said, uh, camera, here we go. <laughs> You're unworthy. That's what they basically said. They said, you have no history. You have no assets. You have no collateral. You barely have any offering money coming in. All of which they were exactly right. But I was, I was believing in faith that something would happen. And this is eight years into starting the church at this point that I'm talking about right now, sitting in that bank office and... and uh, I'm thinking, this is what everybody thinks about us. They're just saying it. They're saying it out loud. What everybody thinks about me, what everybody thinks about our church family. And it just hit me all of a sudden. I don't know, something clicked. And I said, but what about God? What's God think? And something happened 
in me as we stood to leave that meeting. Everybody on my side of the table was easy. The door was right there. They kind of filed out. And I was the last one, and I was about to roll up this large document with a picture of our land on it. And I just stopped, and I put my finger right on the square building drawn on that property, and I said, hey, hey, just want you to know something. We're going to be in this building on this property, and I would hope that this bank would be the bank that would help us to do this. And then I said something that was totally stupid, but it's what came out of my mouth. I said, because this is where I have my checking account. It would be very convenient. That's what I said. I don't. <laughs> and, and I thought, you know, I don't know what I was thinking, but it felt like it should have been one of those moments, you know, like in a movie or something where somebody lays down the law and the, and the other people go, oh, and the music like builds up and, <laughs> and they fall back into their seats and say, you're right, you're right, we're sorry. And. But that didn't happen. This is exactly what happened. I said that line pointing at the table, pointing at, the, at the, 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 the big picture of what our property might look like. And I said that, and, and they said this to me. Okay, Mr. Liston, have a nice day. That's what, that's what they said. <laughs> and so I rolled up that document and walked out. Um, next meeting, we met with them. <clears throat> I invited a guy from our church that um, I knew had access to some finances, and I didn't ask him a thing. I just said, will you come to a meeting? And I arranged a meeting at the bank, and they were like, what, what are we doing here again, you know, basically? And I said, tell us how much we would need in the bank for you to give us this loan. Tell us, tell us how much collateral you would need. And they told us this huge number. And this person that I had brought to the meeting just said, he was sitting down at the end of the table, he just said, I'll do it. And every head in the room, including the guys on my side of the table, went like this and looked down at him. And he put his money on the line for this church for years until we paid that property off, which is pretty awesome. But <laughs> Two years after that, meeting. Two years after that meeting, uh, January of 1998, we opened up this building right here. And so on FM 1128 in West Pearland, one year after we got into that building, we were running over a thousand people. In about eight years after we got into that building, we were having six services with 3,000 people and could not fit everybody in. And if you've been going to this church for a while, you know the rest of the story. Now four campuses, debt-free. By the way, no banks get our money anymore. They're, they're debt-free. And Lord willing, somebody pray with me about this. Lord willing, two more campuses by the end of this year. By the end of this year. And I'm telling you this today as we stand at the beginning of a new year. What's in your heart matters. What's in your heart matters. And it doesn't matter what other people think. It matters what God thinks. You take whatever's in there 
that's keeping you from becoming what God wants you to become, and you replace it with the truth of God. And there may be some people who have missed this your entire life, but I want you to get it now. If you've got beliefs inside of you that are contrary to God's truth about you, it is hurting you. Those strongholds are holding you back. And God wants you to take captive those thoughts and those attitudes, and he wants you to take that junk that you've been believing in. He wants you to demolish it, and he wants you to replace it with his truth so that you can live out his will. And here we are on the doorstep of this new year, new opportunities in front of us, but nothing will change for you until you change what's in here. And God has given you the ability and the weapons to use to accomplish it. So back to the stronghold I was talking about. If this is you, if this is you, if this, if this stronghold is a struggle for you, like it has been for me, let me show you a truth about you straight out of God's word. You're not unworthy. You are God's handiwork. Another translation says masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. You are not unworthy. You are God's beautiful masterpiece. And God wants to use you to do good things in 2022, good things that he has planned for you since before you were born. Because of Jesus, you are worthy. You're a child of God. And he will empower you to do his will. Do you believe this? Do you believe it? Absolutely, I hope you do. So today, before I, before I quit, if you don't know Christ today, now is your opportunity to put your faith and your hope and your trust in him. And uh, love you guys so much. I want you to stand with me, please. So as always, we... We're going, to have, we're going to have some prayer partners down here at the front of the room. Great people. You're great people. Great people. Who will pray for you and help you to make a decision today. If you need to make a decision for Christ, come on down and, uh, and get prayed for today. And remember, join us next week as we begin a new series talking about the end times, talking about what may happen next, and uh, hope that you can be a part of that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. Give us a good year as we clean out what needs to be cleaned out in our own hearts, Lord. As we look for those things that aren't honoring for you and to you, Lord, that we can just demolish them with the stronghold, with the, uh, with the scriptures that you've given to us, Lord, and help there to be no stronghold in our heart that holds us back from becoming what you want us to be, Lord. Give us a great year. And I pray this all in the powerful name of your son, Jesus, and all the people said, Amen. God bless, guys. We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed the podcast, we encourage you to subscribe, share it with friends and family, or let us know by tagging us at New Hope Church TV on social media. We would love to connect with you. Thanks for listening.